This is The Brand Talks with 5011. I'm Mike Neese. I'm Matthew Jones. In this episode, we're talking with Ben Klinger of Creative Wealth Agency. As both a financial advisor and a professional DJ, Ben has a unique perspective on more than just the branding side of business, but the personal side as well. Here's our conversation. All right, Ben, thank you so much for joining us on the Brand Talks podcast. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. One thing off the bat, I do want to make a promise to you guys and to the listeners that um, I'm not going to use the term unprecedented times in our podcast for today. Thank so you. I just, that soundbite's been, you know, <laughs> replayed over and over. So we're not going to, not going to start off with that. So I just want to let you know. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, we've been joking around, uh, around my house about that. Uh, awesome. Hearing that over and over. But um, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so I have um, what I like to call a creative wealth agency, and so the creative side of it is because of my background as a DJ, music lover, um, and uh, and then the wealth side, you know, is really, uh, you know, my my career now, um, really just teaching people how money works, um, and also teaching people how to, you know, how to build a side business and have multiple streams of income. So I think that's become so important over the last few years, but then really important over the last few weeks, <laughs> mm. you know, um, I think back to if I hadn't made this transition, which was about five years ago when I started to learn this business, um, you know, I'd be out of work, you know, DJing was like my main, main source of income at that time. And, um, you know, there's, it just, it just came to a stop almost overnight. So uh, very grateful that I happened to just kind of, you know, be open to, to doing something new at that stage in my life. And, I'll, and I can talk in a minute about what sparked that transition for me. But, um, but yeah, so the music and the you know, creative side is always going to be part of me and who I am. And I kind of bring that approach to this world of, of money and finance that, you know, for a lot of creative professionals is admittedly not our strong suit. <laughs> so, um, you know, and so I was, you know, introduced to, to somebody that, um, you know, worked, uh, through this, this business model that we have, which we're basically all independent contractors. So I can, you know, build a business and an agency within a framework that already exists and is backed by like, you know, very big, big companies. So we get to kind of leverage, you know, big credible companies out there, but bring it to, you know, average everyday people. And for me, you know, my, my passion is with bringing it to creative professionals. I mean, I have clients of, of all different types, but like, for me, I just feel like that's the missing piece for a lot of artists and creative professionals that kind of fall into a business, you know, doing what they love as, as you know, their art and their passion. And if they're making money from it, then that's a business. And there's a lot of times not an education on how to run a business. And for me with my music business, that was what I was experiencing. I kind of, you know, had some good success up to a certain point and got to travel over the world and play at, you know, amazing places and have these great experiences, but they're kind of reached a plateau. And, um, I didn't really know how to take it to the next level, you know, and, um, I didn't, I didn't know I should have a written business plan and, and a mentor and things like that. And, I learned all that in, in this business. And, um, so, so that's what I, you know, what I do now is kind of bring that, that, uh, creative aspect to, 
um, just helping people learn about money and just be financially literate. So valuable, you know, and I, it, it seems like you've really, you know, kind of done a really good job at crafting this kind of unique brand around yourself as like a, your own personal branding. I love the, I love the perspective of being the, the, the creative, mixing the creative and the finance and the creative and the business, because I see obviously as you do, I see such a void there with so many creative people where it's like, you're so good at what you do, but you're so terrible at business. <laughs> it's just, it's a sad truth, but so it's kind of talking to that. What would you say that like, just the idea of branding, like, what does that mean to you? Yeah. So branding is, um, you know, the way I see it now is, is it's me. It's who I am, really. You know, these days, I think we are our own brand, whether we're, you know, in business for ourselves or not. I mean, social media, you know, is is really where you're kind of creating your brand without maybe realizing it or for a lot of us, we are realizing it. Um, but, you know, that's that's really what I see. It's like um, what I stand for. Also, like if we want to get more specific, like what do I stand for? And or if you want to think of like your own personal kind of tagline or mission. And so, you know, I think it's, it's really important. Um, when I started this business, and I had some great, you know, mentors and coaches that were helping me learn this, obviously, it was a quite a transition. And thankfully, it was something I could do part time learning this business and still be able to like do my music work and DJ and, and have that income coming in from there while I was learning this. And um, and I gotta say that the mentorship aspect of it is so valuable. And um, I don't think I probably would have succeeded in making this transition and building this business to this point without having, you know, one particular great mentor who still is my mentor and good friend of mine, but you know, a few others as well. And, um, you know, they really helped me understand that it's, you know, at a certain point, you're going to run into this issue of, well, people know me as this, right? DJ El Dopa, right? That was my DJ name, still is, always will be, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so they know me as that. And here I am trying to do this other thing and, and, you know, become a financial professional and, you know, huge disparity there. And so in the beginning, that was a big division for me. It was like, in my mind, those were two different worlds. And like, never should the two collide you know it was um and but what happened was once i got kind of more confident about my abilities of understanding some of these you know financial concepts and seeing the power of them in my own life and and with some of the people we were helping then i embraced my background as a dj and i felt like i needed to share that that background and what I found was, you know, the opposite was true. Instead of people going, oh, like, there's no way I'm going to trust this guy who used to DJ with my finances. Um, it was actually the opposite. It was like, no way. Like, what kind of music did you play? I love music, you know? And then now we can have a more open conversation about money, which can sometimes be a touchy subject for a lot of people. Um, and it was for me for a while. It was almost like a love-hate relationship you know i loved it when i had it and i hated it when i didn't <laughs> yeah, right, right and um so so yeah but i i had to come to terms with you know understanding why i was doing this and sharing that with people and i think that ties into the branding question is you know knowing your purpose and and why you know why you're doing what you're doing and then that can come through naturally as you kind of 
build your brand. Um, and that's, that's, that was a big thing for me. So once I really just kind of said like, Hey, here's, here's what I had been doing. Here's what I've been exposed to now and the difference it's made in my life. And this is why I am, am doing this. And, um, and so people, I think they appreciated the relatability factor. Like I'm not this guy that you know, grew up in wall street and, you know, grew up in a family with money and all that stuff. Um, we weren't poor, but we definitely weren't rich, you know? And so I'm just a regular guy that happened to learn something. And I had a wake up call in my life that kind of actually opened me up to learning about this. And so I want to help people not wait for that, um, tragic struggling wake up call, um, and, and just get some things in place before, you know, it's either too late or before it's like even harder to kind of get into a better position. Very cool. That's really awesome. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that leap um, specifically if you had any fear or obstacles to get over um, to get where you are today? Yeah, man. Um, I sure did. <laughs> so <laughs> the big, the big fear, you know, was, um, was this addiction that I realized I had and it's an addiction that, we all have to varying degrees actually and it's called approval addiction so i don't know if you guys have heard of this kind of concept approval addiction but mm -hmm. um it's the biggest addiction in the world <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh something that i was um exposed to through an uh, an author steve siebold and he has this uh, book about um 100 and i think it's 177 mental toughness secrets of the world class and the mental toughness aspect is, you know, if you're going to start a new endeavor or build a business, you know, be an entrepreneur um, or make any sort of kind of change in your life, you know, you're going to have to come face to face with the fact that some people will not approve of that or approve of your, you know, your new venture. And sometimes it's the people closest to us and they're coming from a place of love but they're also coming from a place of like their own experience and projecting it onto you without really knowing it. So for me, that was a big one. It was like the reason that the music and DJ world and background, and then this new world about, you know, building a financial business was so different in my mind is I was worried what people would think of me, you know, and we all have that. And I still deal with that. I've done a lot of work to overcome a lot of it, but that was the biggest thing was like, okay, I need to let go of this fear of what people think, because in my heart, I know that this is important. I believe in this and I, you know, I can see something great can happen if I pursue this, you know? And so at, at a certain point, I just had to like stop giving a crap, you know, and just know that, Hey, like, I know I'm a good person. You know, I know what I'm doing is good. I believe in it. So if someone doesn't approve of it, that's not my business. I heard someone say what other people think of you is not your business. <laughs> and, and most of the time they're busy thinking about what you're thinking about them. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I had to, I had to really just kind of be like, you know what, man, I, I got to go for it. Like, my goals, my dreams, what I want to see happen in my life is too important. And I believe too much in this to, to let my fear of what other people think stop me. And when I, when I let go of that, um, you know, over, over the next several months is when my business really started to grow and take off. And, um, and I was able to really achieve some, some huge, you know, goals in my life, um, up to that point. So 
that's that was probably the biggest thing. Yeah, it's it's so important. You know, I I think one theme that I keep hearing over and over in multiple of our guests that we have on our show is really what you were just talking about. And some ways that people share it is in learning to love themselves, being comfortable in your own skin. But mm. I think when we when we stop constantly looking for the approval of other people and just get out there and just start being who we are, I it's so I think it's just so valuable. Yeah. And you know, it sounds like you've been on an incredible growth journey. Why don't you talk yeah. a little bit about kind of like since you've made that leap from DJ to financial advisor, what your own personal growth has kind of looked like? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think the the growth aspect is is so huge. Personal growth and development, you know, there's um, there's such value in that. And the um, I have some music in the background. Is it is it bothering? Is it coming through? Okay, or it's fine. Okay, yeah, it's fine. Perfect. So um, really, the main the main kind of situation that happened in my life was, you know, as I was DJing kind of on the side, this about maybe 10 years ago, and I had a full-time job that I wasn't, wasn't quite happy at, but um, it was hard to walk away from a steady paycheck um, and take this leap, you know, to, to do my own thing and pursue my passion of music. Um, but I was kind of forced to at a certain point because I saw my my parents and my dad in particular was was getting quite a bit older and had been struggling financially for a while got to the point where it really took a toll on his health and things were kind of spiraling downwards and i had to leave you know take a leave of absence it was supposed to be a temporary one from that job the day after i did that they got rid of our department and I had no job to go back to. So that was kind of like, okay, the push, you know, for me to like do my, my music thing. But like really all I could do at that point was, you know, just show up to, to the gigs here and there, make enough money to pay my bills. But the rest of my time was like, okay, we got to help dad and what's the situation. And so, um, you know, my sister was starting her own family at the time. So she didn't quite have the time to be able to, you know, put, you know, to helping him on a day to day basis. So I, I did that. And um, it was just so strange, because my father was such a smart man, he spoke like eight languages, he had successful businesses at, at a few times in his life. So how does that happen to where now he's in his, you know, at that point, he was in his 70s, and had been living like month to month f for years, you know, wow. how does that happen? And you know, now I, in retrospect, know it's it's a probably a couple of things. It's a, a lack of education. Um, it's just not not part of our country, right? There's only 17 states um, in America that have any sort of even just one required class on financial literacy, which is insane because no matter your relationship to money, society runs on money. Let's face it, right? So we might as well learn about it, so it's not such a scary thing, you know. And I speak from a that's where I was like I think I kind of pushed that whole world away because you know I there was a lot of distrust and and really what it was is is fear because it was the unknown you know I didn't really know much about it and I thought it was just for for you know wealthy people that had the access to like learn how to be more wealthy right mm -hmm. <laughs> um, pay less in taxes and all these strategies right but that was the thing that I loved about the you know the platform that I'm in now and our business model is really to bring this information to people of all income levels. And so that was, you know, that was a huge thing for me to, to be able to feel good about doing this and um, bringing this information to people. So 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a personal development journey and, and really the only reason I was open enough to like see about this opportunity when I got a phone call, um, it was, a referral from a family friend of, of ours that had started learning this business. Um, and it was because of the struggle that I saw my dad go through. And I'm like, this is, this is crazy. Like, how does this happen in this country where, you know, someone so smart, you know, ends up in a position like this and, um, and someone so generous, like he was always so, you know, wanting to help me and my sister and he did everything for us, but neglected to take care of his own you know, his own situation financially. And that's, that was a big lesson for me. Um, learning that that's not selfish. That's actually the best way to help other people is you got to get yourself into a good position. Um, and so, you know, so I, it was a journey to, you know, learn about myself, learn about, um, you know, I mean, all kinds of stuff. I just, I became a reader. I never used to read a lot of books. Now I was reading a lot of books, listening to a lot of audio. Um, you know, I was going to personal development conferences and seminars, mm. spending like, you know, hundreds of dollars, thousand dollars to like, you know, go to these things and really get some value out of it. And it's good that these things cost money because when you, they say, when you pay money, you pay attention, Right it's free you're just kind of like well, well let's see well i don't know we'll see what's out of it. but if i'm saying like eight hundred dollars to go somewhere i'm like all right i better get something good out of this thing you know mm-hmm. um and i did you know those were all worth it you know a hundred times over so that's that's something that i think is important for people is to invest in yourself it's the the number one best investment you can make i'm not going to give you any stocks to invest in or tell you like whatever the new technology that's a different discussion number one invest in yourself and your personal growth yeah that's so valuable you know and I, i'm a i'm a father of two kids six and under six and two and you know i think about a lot of parents who kind of do like what your dad did where they're they're constantly giving and giving and giving for their kids never taking time for themselves problem with that is if you never take time to fill yourself up eventually you don't have anything else to give exactly exactly and so i think that's really a valuable a valuable insight and lesson to learn yeah, it's a good point for, you know, for, you know, I'm glad you brought up the aspect about, you know, parents and, you know, obviously you love your kids, you want to do everything, you know, for them. Um, the thing that I usually say, like when I, you know, I'll do some uh, financial plan for people and we do that for free, like initial meetings and stuff. We don't charge for that because we know people don't really have a whole lot to begin with that need the help the most. But as we do these discussions and they're saying, well, you know, we, I'd really like to save for my kids college and um, I want to help them, you know, or, or if they want to go open a business one day, whatever. And I said, that's great. And then, you know, how does your own retirement savings look like? They're like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's important too. And, and I always point out that there's no, um, there's no loan for or grants for retirement. <laughs> you, you know, there are student right. loans, there are, you know, grants and things to, to develop your business, you know, um, or to go to school. But um, there are no, you know, loans if you didn't save enough for retirement. You just have to keep working. And so, you know, we can find that balance of like doing both, hopefully, right? But again, it comes back to setting yourself up for, you know, a, a solid you know, future. And, um, when I thought about, when I first saw this opportunity and I was thinking about the creative world and all of these creative professionals, I knew and a lot of them doing quite well right now. I was kind of thinking about my dad and I was like, how many of these people are setting themselves up so that they don't have to drive Uber when they're 60 
or, you know, go to, you know, work as a Walmart greeter or whatever it is, you know? Um, so it's about, Hey, if you're still, if you're still loving your work at that age, by all means, go for it. But are you doing it because you want to, not because you have to. So that's kind of the big, you know, the big thing. And, um, and it's just as simple as having, having a little plan in place. Um, and, uh, I mean, for you guys, how many, how many people do you know that have a written financial plan? I mean, Matthew, you might knew, know a few more because you referred a lot yeah. of your <laughs> Right. But I mostly, think, yeah. I, don't, I don't know a lot of people. I just know because you've educated me, so that's I have to share the wealth and yeah. knowledge, as you say. Um, and luckily, like, people signed up. But overall, you know, talking to, like, my friends when we're at dinner and everything, it's really interesting. Even in, like, your 30s, the millennials were like, when are we going to buy a house? We have student loans and this, that, and the other. You know, it's yeah. way more important today. And you know, and it doesn't take much to get started, you know, as we've talked about, you know, just a hundred dollars here or a couple hundred, whatever you can afford, just like putting it off and getting into a rhythm of it, um, yeah. set you up. Because if you think about like today, you know, a lot, a lot of times, you know, especially entrepreneurs, they'll be working a couple jobs like, oh, I can, you know, rely on Uber, rely on the bar and really those jobs have evaporated instantly. Um, yeah. So, mm. you know, we're relying on the government and the government is third No. They're not there for that. <laughs> you yeah. know, we know, I don't want to go into politics, but um, at the end of the day, we have to take care of ourselves and invest in ourselves, um, yeah. even little by little. So um, it's more important and especially more important now than ever. So it's really great that you're doing your work. And um, I actually want to hear about also, you know, what has the business been like with the new climate? Oh, right now. Yeah. Like at this time. Um, so it's been actually almost busier than ever because, Mm. well, well, first of all, thankfully we're able to continue, you know, our business, not just because we are an essential business, but, um, our, our kind of back office support, like stepped up immediately to make sure that we had the, the technology in place to be able to just meet with people virtually like this on zoom. Um, and I had already been doing that, you know, because I started to expand my agency and I had clients in other States and everything. So, um, you know, but now like our, our ongoing trainings that we have and all this stuff, it's like, boom, it's all on zoom. And it's just incredible that we're able to not only continue our, our work, but because so many people are struggling right now, um, you know, we're, you know, we're growing faster, faster than ever, really. I mean, kind of the things that we've been teaching, you know, for years, it's like, oh, you got to have some short-term emergency fund, right? Three to six months worth of expenses, you know, just in case maybe, uh, I don't know, let's say something unexpected, like a global pandemic happens, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, and all of a sudden, like half the economy is shut down, right? Or, you know, thing, even things like um, life insurance, people are now are starting to think like, hey, do I have my things in place? Like, is my family protected? You know, especially like healthcare workers or people that are, you know, putting themselves at risk right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things where people are are thinking about now, you know, having some things in place or even multiple streams of income, right? Like, um, was I just kind of taking things for granted and thinking things would always be there, you know, work would always be there. And so I think it's a, it's a great opportunity right now to have a little bit of a check-in with ourselves. Um, maybe this is the wake up call for some people, for some of us, right. In different levels, different areas of our life. But, um, you know, if, 
if you are in that position where you're struggling right now, um, you're waiting for that, you know, stimulus check. Um, and you know, I'd, I'd say maybe this is the time to make a decision that this is the last time you're going to ever be in that position. And, you know, take, take a step in the new direction, take a step to learn some, something to make sure that, you know, if something happens to your one stream of income, you have something else, right. Or just to make sure you're, you're stashing money away in the right place um, to make sure that it's not, you know, um, that it's going to be there if something like this happens again, you know, and some, maybe not like this, but let's face it, there's going to be times like this where the economy's down, we're in a recession, things aren't always flowing, right? So, um, so just make sure you have that, that kind of stuff in place. And so use, use this opportunity, you know, they say, um, with every adversity comes with um, a, a seed for an equal or greater benefit but you have to be looking for it. You know, you have to be open to, to finding that. And I think, you know, with all of the, you know, things that are happening right now, that's, that's something that we can find is like, okay, what is this trying to teach me? You know, this situation and um, maybe what have, what are some of the bad habits I had or some things I was taking for granted and what can I do to put myself in a better position going forward? Such valuable information. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So taking a look at other people who might be, you know, kind of thinking through those things you were just talking about, adding additional streams of income, and maybe they're thinking, you know, what would it take to kind of be in the position where Ben is doing what you're doing? What would you say to them right now? I would say, call me. <laughs> I'd say, call me or, or DM me or whatever. Um, you know, you can make my, my Instagram link available. That's probably my, my you know, best source of social media, but yeah. I'm happy to give my um, email address as well. But the reason I say that is because, um, because that's what I do is, is sharing that with people, how to do that, right? I happen to do it through our business platform. It happens to be through helping people with, with finances and saving. It's something that I believe is good. I didn't start out passionate about this. Um, you know, I became passionate about it over time. Um, but you know, and, and obviously as you start to make some serious income from it, that helps your passion grow, <laughs> let's face it. Yeah. Um, you know, money's important. It's not the most important thing, but it's, it's up there. You know, we got to have that part, you know, situated. And, and so for me, it's really about, um, you know, what I can do to give people some little bit of financial peace of mind so that they can pursue their passion, right? Their passion doesn't have to be, you know, financial advising. And for most of our associates and my team, it's not, you know, I have um, about 20, over 20 people on, on my team that have kind of grown over time since I've started. Um, and we're all, you know, working, coming from different backgrounds, learning this stuff. A lot of us um, are doing it part-time. I'm, I'm full-time, but a lot of my associates are part-time and this is supplementing their job or their business. And, um, and so if nothing else, it's like, as long as you're, you know, open to helping other people, you, you know, believe in getting better educated about this, um, and you're open to making more money then you know, why not have a look at it? Right. Um, if you have other, um, opportunities upon you, of course, like go and pursue that. I'd say an open mind is, is so key. Um, I didn't always, I used to think I always had an open mind, but I, the truth was I had a lot of skepticism in certain areas, you know, and, um, you know, 
I feel like it, it's, it's unfortunate that it took like a tragic kind of episode in my life for me to open my mind about money, right. And learning about this stuff. Um, but that's, that's what I would say is, you know, I'm happy to have a conversation with people, even if it's, you know, 15 minutes or whatever, um, if they have more questions or maybe they want to help figure out what, what they should pursue based on their interests, you know, to try and get something else going. That's great. But the re you know, the other reason I say, you know, get in touch with me is because um, we're able to work from home and we still have such a, you know, a need for what we do out there. Right. Cause, cause we're not just looking for the wealthy and trying to, to find the big fish, so to speak. Right. We're here to help people from all levels and we, we want to bring this to more communities out there. Um, and so that's, that's really why this is so needed right now. And for people that are at home, not able to work as much or at all, um, might as well take the time to kind of learn this stuff. And, and if it does bring an extra, you know, couple thousand a month, great, you know, and you can go back to work if, if it's there as things kind of recover and get better. That's absolutely fine. This isn't like, um, it's not a, uh, either or it's an and. Mm, excellent. So on that note, where can our listeners find you online? So um, I have a, a website, it's benklinger.vertuity.com, but um, probably the best, that's just general information, but the easiest is like, uh, you know, um, on Instagram. So the handle is ben.n for Nathaniel, dot Klinger, K-L-I-N-G-E-R. I had to put the N in there because um, if you Google Ben Klinger, there's uh, some guy in Arizona that murdered his girlfriend. So... <laughs> That's not oh me. So I had to like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had to start putting the N in there, my middle initial. So people yeah. get that confused. I think when I first started dating my girlfriend, she Googled me and she made me aware of that. So like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is Very not awesome. me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ben, thank you so much. We'll make sure to link all those in our show notes so that people can find you easily when that, uh, when they look up the podcast. I appreciate that. And, and I want to send some of my, you know, friends and clients and associates to, to listen to this. And I want to hear you guys say just in, in your words, like, what is your agency or your company about? And what do you do in case they, you know, you guys can be a resource for some of the people I know. So 5011 yes. is a, yeah, so 5011 <laughs> is a branding and design agency. So we, we keep branding at the core of everything that we do just because finding that mission, that direction, that backbone as a company is so key and so essential and plays a part in everything that every company does. And just like that financial plan, we see the branding plan as being something that is, is really that roadmap and that North star that guides successful companies, you know, into just like I said, success. Yeah. And so we, we pride ourselves in excellence in design. We, we bring in only the best designers, um, when we do our branding processes, we put very deep thought into everything. And so we're not just creating logos. It's not going to be something that you're just going to find from one of the sites online. Like we actually have the thought of who you are to create something that's unique and individual and uh, just very special, even to the point sometimes in creating, if it makes sense, creating a font for your business right. so that when you're, when somebody looks at your logo, they think, whose font is that? And you can say, that's ours. Nice. And so yeah. helping to instill that level of pride in both the work that we do and allowing the companies that we brand and design for to also have that pride. Okay. Oh, I love it. I love it. I know I checked out your, you know, the website and um, the, the work looks great. Thank you. Yeah. So that's great, man. Well, I've enjoyed our, our discussion. Thank you. Yeah, same same here. here. Looking forward to talking again sometime. 
Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Thank you so much, Michael and Matthew. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to The Brand Talks. If you're on iTunes, make sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review to let us know what you think. This has been a 5011 production. 5011 is a full-service branding and marketing agency. We collaborate with brands to elevate their story, revitalize their image, and design their experiences. To find out more about us, head on over to 5011.com. That's F-I-F-T-Y-E-L-E-V-N.com. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at 5011.